So tonight we're here with part two of our intro episode to our Married with Picks podcast. And we're going to talk about future bets tonight. Um, so Steve, where do you want to start with the win totals? Yeah, why don't we start at win totals for the season, for the 2020 NFL season, otherwise known as COVID season. Now, obviously, I guess we should say that all of these bets are based on the teams playing 16 games. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, but all right. So um, what stands out to you here? Yeah. Do you just want to go back and forth? How about I'll start or I'll go with one and then you can throw in another one. And, you know, if you have a feeling one way or the other on the other's recommendation, then don't hold back. All right. You go first. All right, the first team I'm going to start with is the Atlanta Falcons. Um, their over-under total for the season is seven and a half. Now, personally, I think um, Atlanta is much better than the seven-win total they put up last year. Um, I look for them to bounce back. I won't get into too much in-depth analysis on my review, but from a high level, you got Julio getting healthy. All right. Um you got Todd Gurley and his healthy name. You got Todd Gurley, who I'm not personally that high on, but who I am high on. Well, he's better than what they had last year, right? Yeah, definitely. Well, anything you get out of him is going to be a bonus. And he has a, you know, the ceiling is high on him. So I do like him, but not as much as you. Um, but Calvin Ridley um, <clears throat> is really poised to have a breakout season this year. I was looking for him to break out last year, but I think it's definitely in, in uh, tow here for this season to happen. Um, reports are good out of camp that he's he's really uh, commanding the playbook, has a much better sense of where he is on the field, and they really got nothing out of the receiver position, especially when Julio went down last year. So Julio's returning healthy. You got Calvin Ridley taking that next step up, in my opinion, and Hayden Hurst at tight end coming over from Baltimore gives a chance to start and shine. So um, the win total is seven and a half on the book. They had seven wins. So they really only need to make one game improvement. And for me, I remember a lot of games they blew last year. So I think that's Atlanta's one of my strongest plays. All right. And do you have any, do you, do you have one opinion one way or the other on Atlanta? I mean, if I had to make a pick, I would go over because I think what you just said, if they had seven wins last year, then I mean, it's not much more than that. I think they have a little more offense. Hopefully if Todd Gurley is healthy enough to contribute, then I think he can be a difference maker there for sure. Oddly, their coach still has his head job, his uh, head coaching job, but. Well, it seemed like they kind of rallied around him at the end of the year, right? Yeah. And that's really what I'm leaning on. So I think that they will, uh perform it for him because basically it's it's win getting the playoffs or you're done so we'll see if they respond this year all right so i am going to go i think maybe the safest bet is going to be the jacksonville jaguars because i'm truly convinced that they are this the team this year that's going to tank last year we had the dolphins the year before we had the raiders and this year i think we have the jacks um so the win total is four and a half um the under is minus 120, and I feel like that's a pretty safe bet. Um, another one that I find interesting, and the odds on this aren't that great, it's minus 160, but the Patriots at nine and a half. I oh, think, shocker. Patriots? Yeah, but I think you got to go with the under, right? Oh, 
Oh, wow. The times have changed. It's 2020 and anything's possible. Jacqueline, I think that's your official jump off the New England bandwagon. Uh, well, I mean, I just don't see how they get there. I mean, it is, it's, it's kind of terrifying to even say that. The Patriots, nine and a half wins and they're not going to get there. All right. So when I was reviewing this, I was looking at the total too. And I thought back on the last, I don't know, 20 years of watching football. And there, one thing that I have gotten from those 20 years is don't bet against Belichick. I know Tom's not there anymore, but I'm not willing to go against them. I, I honestly, for the first time in my life, I am cheering for Cam Newton. I hope he does well up there. He might flip flop on the wing and I might actually be pulling for him this year. Mm, I just don't see how they get there. I okay. really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then wouldn't shock me if Cam fell on his face, but I don't think that's going to happen. All right. So what do you got? All right. So I stayed away from that really because um, I feel like I'm going to go play the AFC East for the most part. But New England, you know, I think they're going to be right around there. So it's too much of a crapshoot whether they're going to get 10 wins and win the division. I personally think that um, they're ripe for the picking. Um, but let's, let's stick with the jets. Um, their win total is six and a half. And in 2019, they won seven games. So I don't really know how they won seven games. I mean, they had good defense and they just lost the, probably the best safety in the league. So, um, I don't really have a lot of confidence in your boy, Sammy at quarterback. So I'm going to go under. What's his last name? Six and a half. That's why I stopped there. They're no. <laughs> Darnold. It's not even that hard of a name. He's French. Apparently. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really wouldn't touch anything with the Jets. Um, I don't trust Adam Geese at all. Under. Although I do have a bet, related bet later on that we'll talk about. Um, so two teams that I think are going to be much improved this year are the Cardinals and the Raiders. I think the Raiders have a much improved offensive line this year. Um, so I think they're going to be good. And the Cardinals overall, I just think they have a much better offense going with DeAndre Hopkins over there. Kenyon Drake, I think he's a beast. Um, so I like both of those over seven and a half. I really like a lot of the moves that the Cardinals made. I mean, the, the key one being uh, getting DeAndre Hopkins in, into town. I mean, he's had a dy- dynamic career, right? And uh, you're going to add him to that mix. You love that word, dynamic. I'm going um, to stop myself before run I said a it. thesaurus on a dynamic. Get you some other <laughs> vocabulary there, Steve. Um, and then I guess the only other one that I kind of picked out for you is the Dolphins at six, since you seem to be so big on the Dolphins this year. No, we'll stay with the theme of the AFC East for me. I love the Dolphins this year. Uh, five wins last year. The win total six, so they have to get to seven. How did they have five wins this year? <clears throat> um, they played well at the end of the year. Remember, they beat the Patriots, hmm. they beat the Eagles. Um, so the Dolphins, in my opinion, the Dolphins coming together with uh, the Magic Man Fitzpatrick at quarterback. I think they're going to have a very successful year. They've been tanking pretty much. You talked about tanking with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Miami's been tanking for probably two years now. So I think this is when they make the move, especially as we just talked about Tom Brady's gone. Um, You know, even though Belichick is still there, it's still a question mark. 
And I really loved what I saw from the Dolphins at the end of the season. They really seemed to gel. And I'm looking for them to carry that into this season. So I would go over Dolphins. And um, that's what, that's one of my strongest picks. Well, I would agree with you there. If they actually had five wins last year, that I think they're actually going to try to compete this year. Um, so maybe they're definitely it's game time now. They're they're going to try to win. Um, no doubt. They tried right. to win last year. So that's all we really have on the win totals. No, I have a bunch more. So I would like Sorry. to talk. I've done some research here. So there's a couple here I want to go for. But one that I did do some analysis on, I think what I want to talk about Tampa Bay. I'm kind of shocked I was leaving it for you to talk about. But um, I really like Tampa Bay in the over. And it they're nine and a half. In 2019, Tampa Bay won seven games with Jameis Winston, the turnover machine at the helm. I mean, he gave away a lot of games. He came back on some games as well. So it's a little bit of a wash, but I mean, the inconsistent play really frustrates you, especially on the defensive side of the ball, which I think they gave up some points last year, but their defense started playing really well. Um, obviously, you add Tom Brady. And Gronkowski, I think uh, that's magic right there. It's been proven to, ha to work before. I think Tom is going to fall into the trap of, which is not necessarily a bad thing, of just relying on Gronk because that's who he's confident with. So you got um, the receivers. Godwin. And? Evans. Exactly. Oh, I thought you wanted me to say Godwin so you didn't call him Goodwin. No, Godwin and, and Mike Evans, who I'm a big fan of Mike Evans, so... Um, I think that he should do well, but obviously they got Leonard Fournette who it seems, it seems like they're going to run a rotation similar to the the Eagles in 2017 when they ran a three headed monster and they're just going to ask him to learn, you know, third of the playbook or third of the, the week's game plan. So it shouldn't be too difficult for Leonard Fournette to get intertwined into the offense and have some success. And you got Ronald Jones at running back. Um, you also have LaShawn McCoy who they're, He's still on the roster, and it sounds like he's going to get some action. So you got three really good running backs who are capable. I just think there's a lot of talent on the team. And here's the real reason why, what convinced me when I was thinking about this one in depth. So you try to look back in history and find kind of parallels. Now, you know, you, whether it's one thing has to do with the other, um, that's for you to decide. But I like to see things and trust my gut. And the one thing that um, I will allude to is back in 1993, where the other only other quarterback that you can argue is as good as Tom Brady was Joe Montana. And Joe Montana um, left San Francisco after years and years of winning and multiple Super Bowls. And in his first year in Kansas City, he took the team uh, to the AFC Championship and won 11 games. So from Tampa, there's precedent there. Um, the, the other greatest of all time. Changes team, brings the team to the, to the championship game with 11 wins. Uh, so there's precedent for me that someone of stature, Tom Brady, can translate over in one year and be successful and put up some wins. And uh, I think that there's a lot of wins to be had on the Tampa schedule. So I'm going over nine and a half. Any feeling there? Well, I will say um, that... You know, I never discount Tom Brady's um, when he's got that chip on his shoulder. He's got something to prove. So I'm sure he definitely wants to. Um, What's know. the second thing I learned after watching 20 years of football? Don't go against Tom Brady. Exactly. I knew you would like that one. 
So, so let me I have hit to the, maybe agree with you there. Yeah, absolutely. So let me hit the other couple ones of these. Um, I really, I really like the Texans. Seven and a half wins. Uh, in 2019, they had 10 wins. They obviously, we alluded to them losing their top receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. Um, but I think Deshaun Watson takes a step up to the elite status this year. And without having a really focal point, sometimes I can, I mean, obviously you have to take away an all pro talent. Um, the numbers you would tend to suffer. But from a quarterback perspective, I think if you can get into that area where you're not concentrating on one guy, you can see the whole field. I think he'll really be given the chance to read the whole defense. And I think he's going to step up to the challenge. The guy's great. So anyway, seven and a half win total. <clears throat> you figure the Texans, how many times have they made the playoffs conse- consecutively? They always win the divisions. Well, it's going to take you at least eight wins to get, it, to get into the playoffs, right? Win a division. Um, so I think that's a pretty, pretty good bet there over seven and a half. I also like the Giants. I don't think you like the Giants, but I like the Giants this year. I think their offense is going to um, put some points up. They won four games last year and um, gave a lot of those away. I think when you have uh, Jason Garrett coming in, get some stability to that offense. They have so much talent on that offense between Ingram at tight end. Uh, we'll see what Johnson's made of. Uh, or Jones, sorry, the quarterback. Um, it's only going to be his second year. So I look for him to develop, especially when he's throwing to those wide receiver targets, Slayton, Shepard, and um, the Golden Domer. Golden Tate. So I think the Giants over six. The only other one I, I have is the Bears. Um, it sounds like Mitch Trubisky is going to win the game, the starting job. So I was holding off to see if Nick Foles could work some more magic. Um, but Mitch Trubisky, they'll probably, you know, rotate that quarterback position through the year because Mitch Trubisky is not that good. So last year they won eight. Their total is at eight. I say under, um, I think that team is doomed this year. They're not going to win more than five games. Okay. That's all I have. All right. Um, so let's see. What do you got? Some um, odds to make the playoffs? Yeah. Well, okay. So um, taking a look at some of the other futures, a lot of sites will offer um, odds to make the playoffs. Either it's basically posed as a yes or no question. Will you, will this team make the playoffs? Um, so I have three teams that I want to call out here. I think um, the Dolphins. Yes. Dolphins should make the playoffs. I think there's opportunity in the AFC East. That's a very great number at plus 400. So you can make some money on that four to one. The other one is the Texans, as we talked about. I mean, they've made the playoffs. I, I don't even have it in front of me, but it's it's been at least, what, five years? Maybe they had one off out of eight. But Texans have been very strong showing up. To make up, make it into the playoffs, they haven't really done well in the playoffs once they've got there. But it's a yes from me for the Texans. That number is plus one fifty, and the third one is the Falcons. I think the Falcons will take that step up. Like I said, bet the win total seven and a half. Bet the Falcons to make the playoffs at plus two hundred. That number is pretty good as well when you look at the different values on the board. Okay. Now I, and I have to admit for everybody out there that I don't know all the divisions by heart, but what division do the Falcons play in? They play in the NFC South. And is that the same division with the Bucks and the Carolina Bucks Saints? Yeah. 
So, I mean, I would agree with you that the Falcons, except for the division that they play in, because I feel like that's a competitive division. So their only road in is a wild card spot. Yeah, my mind in the question is the Saints this year. You don't think the Saints are going to be good? I think they're going to be good. I mean, it's tough but uh, to go against Drew Brees, but Drew Brees, a little smaller in stature. I expect the age to start to catch up to him soon. Um, and Alvin Kamara kind of, I mean, he didn't have as bad of a season last year as a lot of people think when you look at the stats, but um, he was taken, you know, from a fantasy perspective, he was no lower than two. And uh, a disappointment from those perspective with the stats that he put up. So I think they need more out of Kamara. We'll see what well, happens. Well, I definitely agree with that. But I think what I loved Tampa heard clearly over like the off season was that he had some injuries that he was dealing with um, that weren't really, you know, public. Oh well, we'll see what happens. So and he's supposedly healed and back to him old se- his old self. But we'll see how last that year was out. a down year for the Falcons, and I think uh, they're going to rally this year. Um. So do you have any teams? Uh, no, I, um, just in, in what we were talking about before, I mean, I would possibly consider the giants at plus three eighty, um, only because of the division that they play in. I think the only team they really have to beat out in the division is Dallas. Sorry, Steve. Um, you are out of your mind. What? I mean, you know, I was just going to let it go. And be professional about this, but let's be honest, we're not professionals. We're just doing this to have fun. And um, you're out of your mind. Okay. Well, we'll see how it plays out. The Cowboys? I personally like the Giants, but that's because I'm not worried about the Cowboys. Um, Dak, uh, $40 million a year. Come on. I'm sure he's upset about it. Um. So, and then... I mean, I guess we could talk like touchdown totals and yardage and all that stuff. I don't know if you have anything to that effect. I don't know that I really like to play that just because of the odds that you're getting um, aren't that great. Um, the only one that really stands out to me would be Gronk at uh, five and a half touchdowns on the season. Love and it. over, you're getting plus 108. The um, thing with Gronk, when you look back, so I did look at the touchdown total for Gronk, and that's also a play for me at five and a half, but... The thing is, is when he's healthy, you look back at his career and he's played at least 14 games, he's at that total, at least Um, a lot of double digit touchdown total. And I think, again, with Tom concentrating on him because he's comfortable with Gronk and Tom, you know, would demonstrates that he doesn't go to just any receiver when he was in New England. He had to have confidence and trust in you. Right. Um, You're talking about uh, Josh Gordon. And how Josh Gordon never really got started, and that's because Tom Brady didn't really have confidence in him. Didn't trust him. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I look for Gronk after the, you know, the year off to come back healthy in his head and in his, in his knees. So I don't think there's going to be much of a problem. What is he, 33 years old? Um, I looked it up the Gronk? other day. He's the same age as Travis Kelsey. I do know that. Um, yeah, nobody's thinking Travis Kelsey's too old. So I think he started in 2010. Um, that would put him at 10 year mark and he probably came in 31. at 23. Oh my God. He was 21. So he's come on. He can play for a couple more years. I'm not worried about that at all. You know what? Throw the house on Gronk over five and a half touchdowns. I think I've totally talked you into Gronk, right? I hope I'm not wrong about that. I love Gronk. <laughs> right, he's going to beast mode the whole season. All right. So I have one. So we'll stick with tight end. <clears throat> the over 
for Kittle. Tight end out of San Francisco receiving yards is 990 and a half. Hmm. If you look there, <clears throat> there might be some variance depending on the site you use, but the number looks pretty consistent at 990 and a half. Now in 2019, he had 1,053 yards in 14 games. So he did miss two games. He got nicked up uh, and had to sit two of them out. But I mean, I look for him to actually put a stamp as the best tight end in the league this year, even as much as I'm excited about Gronk, I think Kittle is primed to be the number one option. And he's clearly the number one option in San Francisco. I think that he'll have a better year and better production this season as Garoppolo gets even more confident throwing the ball around. You got Debo Samuel out for a little bit, so that he loses a weapon there. He's going to look to rely a little more on Kittle, at least to start the season. I think Samuel's out about 10 weeks. So um, I think that's a strong play over Kittle, 990 and a half. Um, all right. I had actually do have two um, of these. The one would be um, Le'Veon Bell rushing yards. Um, and I don't have it up in front of me, but I think it was around 1199. Um, and I would go under on that one, um, frankly, because Adam Gase hates him. <laughs> I like it. So, um, he's used, uh, from what I heard on the radio the other day, he's actually got him and, uh, Frank Gore splitting carries and Frank Gore's what, like 42 or something. Yeah. I love Frank Gore. Always um, have. so, um, and then the other one, I like I, that play Le'Veon. Hey, he hasn't been very productive in the last you know, three seasons. Um, the other one I would go under on, uh, Carson Wentz's, um, passing yards, only because I don't bank on him playing a full 16-game uh, season. Well, it's hard to argue, even though I am a Carson Wentz fan, that he's not going to put stock in whether he's going to stay healthy or not. Um, he's already been dinged up in uh, training camp, and um, clearly they just drafted a quarterback number two in Jalen Hurts. So, But personally, I hope he stays healthy. I, I like him. I think it's a bad play, but... I see where you're coming from. Um, and then the only other th the injury um, play, the other thing here is um, most uh, regular season receiving yards um, at the top. You have Michael Thomas at plus four fifty, Julio Jones plus eight fifty, Chris Godwin plus a thousand Devonte Adams plus 1400 DeAndre Hopkins plus 1400. And um, just looking at those guys, I think, you know, some of them are kind of injury prone, uh, especially Devonte Adams, Julio Jones, so I think like Michael Thomas would kind of be a safe bet there. I don't see Chris Godwin getting there. Um, and uh, maybe DeAndre Hopkins at plus 1400 is worth a flyer at least. So what are your picks there? Uh, it would be Michael Thomas at plus 450. Over? Over. No, this is um, most yards oh, most on the yards. season. So it's not an over or an under. It's oh, just a bet. Interesting. <laughs> And um, the other one, I mean, I, I don't necessarily think it's a winner, um, but DeAndre Hopkins at plus 1,400, that's pretty good odds. Those are great odds. If he gets there. And uh, I think you got to take the injury factor into consideration on that type of bet, and DeAndre Hopkins is a guy that's usually out there on the field. I would play DeAndre Hopkins. So I think it's definitely worth a, worth yeah, a shot. I like it. Um, and then on the rushing yard front you have Derrick Henry at plus 750, Zeke at plus 950, Chubb at 950, Barkley 950, Christian McCaffrey at 1100. Um 
So, you know, I, I like would him. play Zeke and Saquon. No, I would play Derrick Henry. Yeah, I think, um, but we'll see. <laughs> He's very impressive. We'll see how teams stack the box and, and, I guess, and try to figure out the, the direct snap handoff. <laughs> well, I assume the only reason Christian McCaffrey's not high. back dive. I assume the only reason that Christian McCaffrey's not higher is because it's rushing yards only. Do you think that? Because. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is he, he led last year, right? So it's, it's difficult to go back to back. But did he lead rushing or did he lead rushing and receiving? Uh, did he not lead both? I don't know. We'll come back to that one. Um, but I mean, that's the other thing you have to take into consideration on a bet like that, rushing versus receiving, because like McCaffrey catches a lot of passes. Barkley catches a lot of passes. Zeke catches some passes. Maybe with Jason Garrett going, he'll catch more passes. Um, yeah, Derrick Henry led. Yeah, rushing. Yeah, he was actually, McCaffrey was actually third. Yeah, because that's a Nick yeah. Chubb. So. With four... It was Henry with 1540, Nick Chubb at 1494, and Christian McCaffrey down at 1387 was okay. number three. Yeah. But can he pull the rushing and receiving? Uh, you're going to get a lot of uh, receiver so noise. You got um, McCaffrey was 28th overall, but that's the that's number one ranked running back. Receiving. So he had 1,005 yards receiving. Okay. Next was Austin Eckler at 993, so he was close. All right. Um, and then just a couple interesting bets that I saw. Um, there's a um, bet up for who will Tom Brady's first touchdown pass be to. And actually, Godwin and Evans have better odds than Gronk. So Gronk's at plus 340. Gronk all day? And I might put some money on that one. Um. And then another interesting one is who has more wins this season, Tampa Bay or New England? And I feel like that's a pretty safe bet at Tampa Bay. Um, the odds I would are take Tampa, definitely. Minus 135, though. So I love it. Um, I have another player prop. Um, Terry McLaren out of the, the team that plays football in Washington, whatever they're going to be called, um, he has an over-under receiving yards of 900. In 2019, he had 919 yards. So I looked for him to have a breakout season as well because he looked very impressive last year. As we see, the receivers tend to take three years to to really get good on the field if they're going to be good. You know, they take that step up. Um, so I look for the man out of Ohio State to have a big year this year. I don't think it matters who's throwing him the ball, but the fact that it's the Ohio State connection with Hoskins. Haskins. Haskins. Dwayne. Yeah, that should be uh it should be well over the nine hundred yards. I look for him to go over the thousand yard mark this season. All right. So I think that's gonna wrap up tonight's episode on futures. Um and it is officially here. Uh we are We're two days away. We from are from the kickoff of the in twenty twenty COVID NFL season. We are in week one prep time. So uh we'll be back again this weekend with our um Week one. Uh, Do you want to throw out any plays there for the Thursday night game? It's Kansas City and Houston. Hmm. Interesting. What um, do you think about the defending champions? Do you think they have a chance to repeat? I do. 
I definitely think they do. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot of faith in the Texans. I differ with you there. Um, but the only thing I would really, I'm sure the line is what, like minus nine and a half or something. So I don't know if I think the um, Chiefs win the by that much. Line is nine. Okay. I see it as high as nine and a half on Fanduel. Um, um, but 50, I would fifty-four I would, and a half over under. I would play the over. I like Houston. I think they play it inside a touchdown. I think they could keep it close. <clears throat> they blew that big lead last year in the playoffs. Um, so, you know, a lot of times these guys come in and they're looking for revenge. Uh, you're going to give me all the points. These guys clearly could be distracted from the big night. I know they're excited to get their rings, but I think there's a lot of noise there. Come out of the gate firing on Houston. Take the points. Well, I will say this is one I might put in a teaser on. Would you tease the over under over, he said? I might play the over, um, yes, but I would did. tease the points. Yep. All right. Um, so that'll do it for tonight, but we'll be back again in a couple of days. We scored that many in a quarter last year in the playoffs. <laughs> Thanks for listening.